Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. We're good to go. Ready? Yeah. Ready. All right. Awesome. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, everybody tuning in here uh, live in the DPTU CEO Facebook group, or whether you are catching the replay on YouTube or on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we are here with another episode with another uh, like practice that just like sprung out of nowhere, I would say, and just like, like shot right up to the sky. And with our dynamic duo here, Alyssa and Bree. Um, And we're really excited to dive in tonight. Um, We, I think like the three of us have gotten to know each other pretty well over the past year, year and a half or so. Um, And yeah, we're excited to talk. So thank you guys so much for being here. No, it was like really exciting. You know, we are, we've been looking forward to doing this for sure. Yay. Awesome. Um, and for, you know, the people out there who might not know you guys already, um, if you wouldn't mind just kicking us off and telling us a little bit about your backgrounds and, you know, kind of what led start your own business and led you here. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Alyssa. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Bree. And um, yeah, so we went to um, American International College in Springfield, Mass. We're located in Western Massachusetts. Um, And so we graduated in 2016, um, which is kind of hard to believe that we've been practicing (laughs) for like six years now. Um, And and actually, when we were in grad school, we had the idea of starting our own business. We knew that we are great on our own, but we're better together. And we both kind of shared some of the same passions and interests, especially with um, women's health and in pelvic health, which is where our business focus is now. Um, So yeah, like we started talking about it. And I remember, you know, we created all these business plans and we shared it with all of our friends and people that probably didn't want to listen. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, this is something that we're going to do. Um, You know, we both started off working in um, outpatients, orthopedics. I have some background in um, acute care and emergency department, um, things of of that nature as well. But we knew that we really wanted to get into pelvic health and and really find a way to work together. Yeah. And just kind of like uh, just elaborating a little bit more on what Alyssa just uh, said. Um, it, It was something that really came, I guess, like Alyssa said that we had a lot of like business plans. And that was also from like a project that we had done on in physical therapy school where it was like okay um you're gonna pretend that you're opening up a business and you know we had to to really like develop you know um a business plan and really get our ideas out there and immediately you know we saw everybody else kind of doing the same outpatient orthopedic clinic which uh, there's nothing wrong with that but we were like you know what let's do something a little bit different um and then we actually came up with a pelvic health clinic and we named it renew health yeah. which is our business name now so you know it's really cool to think that 
back in, that was probably what, 2014, 2015, and then fast forward to 2022 and in the same exact name and, and business plan is actually coming to life. And I think for us, we, we always thought that this is what we wanted to do, but didn't quite know if that's something that we would ever end up doing. Um, so the fact that like we're here now is just really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys have come so far and like when you really think about it and like take like a step back, like it's been what, like 12, 18 months of your life. Like it's been such a short period of time, like in the grand scheme of things that you've come so far and so many things have changed. And, you know, like I, for one, I'm just so proud of both of you and like all the changes that I've seen in you guys like personally but then also with the business too is just crushing it um so I think you know before we kind of dive into more of like the current stuff you know like I I know some of it but um I'd love to if you guys don't mind to have you guys like elaborate a little bit more on like what the like what the turning point was you know because like you had this project that you created this business, you know, and you have the real life version right now, um, you know, like right before, like we kind of like got into contact and even like right when we started working together, I guess, like take us back to that and like some of the worries and fears that you guys might have had, but then also why you were just like, you know what, screw this <laughs> um, and we're going to dive in. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that I was the one that reached out to you, Morgan. Yeah. Um, you remember like our first conversation and I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I felt like we just had something, you know, special and unique that I really just wanted to put the trust in ourselves and, you know, just bet on ourselves. And I know Alyssa was probably a little bit more, um, you know, she was more reserved. Um, so I was the one that made the, the phone call to you. And I was like, you know what, like, we just have to do it. And we just have to try and whatever happens, happens. But I knew that deep down, like, I wouldn't be satisfied in my career if we didn't, uh, didn't try, you know, and, and now we're, we're happier than I think we could have imagined at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know like for me in particular, um, during, I would say probably like during COVID and, you know, still working in the hospitals and stuff. I think that really kind of just like opened up my eyes as well to like how quickly things can change in your life. And, um, you know, I was just, it, it kind of left me um, after 2020 and early 2021, it kind of left me in a, in a spot where I wasn't happy anymore with working in a, in a typical kind of PT clinic that we both had kind of experienced. And, you know, you kind of mentioned as well, business growth has been really awesome. But I think our personal growth too, I know for a fact, and I, I you know, don't want to speak for Brie, but I see it in her as well. But like, in the past two years, I would say like, we have grown so much personally that, you know, I've, I've certainly heard other people say that like business financial growth, you know, kind of piggybacks like huge personal gains and development as well. And I think for us, that's absolutely true. I think, uh, you know, two years ago, I was not in a position where um, I would have, you know, made the leap to do something like this. And, you know, I'm glad that I had Brie to, you know, kind of like initiate that a little bit and say, Hey, like, I'm not happy. I know you're not happy. Um, you know, let's just, let's just do this. And again, you know, we talked about it and we said, okay, like what's the worst thing that can happen? And again, I remember talking about that with you, Morgan, and the worst thing that could happen wasn't that bad. So we knew <laughs> that we had to like, just go for it and, um, just, 
take the leap. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, Alyssa and I have had a lot of conversations um, between ourselves, but also with you, Morgan, where we got to this point, you know, being PTs for six or so years. Um, and, and it was sad to me thinking that like, wow, I don't think that I want to be a PT anymore. You know, and that bothered me so much, like in my core that I was like, this is what I love to do. But the way that the physical therapy is and the way that like even insurance companies are right now um, and just clinician burnout, you know, it was something that I didn't want to think about that. I didn't want to I didn't want to not be a physical therapist, but the only way that I felt like I could be a physical therapist um, in the future was to create um, like our own path in that. So, um, I think that was like very eye opening too, is like coming home from work and, and just feeling like you're not helping your patients in the way that you feel like you should be helping them, um, with a lot of the barriers that we, you know, that we find in, in those other, you know, clinics. Um, but yeah, that was something that it, it just bothered me to my core that I was like, wow, like I couldn't imagine, um, not doing what I do for work anymore. Um, and something that I love. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know that that's, you know, definitely something that I think, you know, like the three of us have in common. And like, it's still such a visceral memory for me, where, you know, like, I remember being in my clinic and had whatever, like 100 patients at one time is what it felt like, you know, and like, there were people who are there. And my my patients. And there were a lot of patients that, you know, we had a pretty like neutral relationship. It was fine. But there were also quite a few patients that I had a relationship with. And the nature of that relationship was that, you know, like I was their sole support system. I was the one person in their life that was really helping them. And I was a person that they trusted to, you know, give it to them straight and, and really like help them. And like any time that I wasn't able to, you know, like give my all to those people, I just it it was just so upsetting, you know, because like we we know that we can offer that kind of like creation of space, that kind of environment for people. And like for me as well, like it just it's so important to be able to hold that space for somebody because like as humans, like we've just like so much going on and we need that kind of support. And when you're not able to do that anymore in a traditional setting, then it's like, okay, either, you know, like you, you said free, either I figure out like a different format of being able to help people that doesn't involve me being a therapist or I go and do things my own way. Um, and yeah, for the three of us, that's, a, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it better myself. <laughs> um, you know, at least in a way that, that I believe, um, and you know, like before we get into like, you know, more of these topics, I'd love for you guys to share a little bit more about like your practice, the services you offer and kind of like where you're at today. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a pelvic health, um, specialty practice, um, in West. Western Massachusetts. So initially, we started um, in a space in Wilbraham, Mass. And then we're also offering um, some mobile or concierge services as well. Um, in July, right? Yeah, beginning, beginning of, July. of July, we we uh, moved to East Long Meadow, Mass. Um, and we still offer some concierge uh, visits as well. However, we've noticed that that has been um, 
you know, kind of not the the bread and butter of our uh, practice anymore, mm-hmm. um, but we still offer that service. And, you know, we are very happy to be um, in the facility that we're in. So we rent um, some space in a health and wellness center. Um, and it's amazing because there's a lot of awesome clinicians there. Um, and we're just you know, very excited to be with a, an awesome group of ladies um, that are doing similar things to, to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been awesome. Um, and then uh, do, you, do you want to talk a little bit more about like kind of our services? Oh, yeah. So again, with our like um, pelvic health, we're working, we work with, of course, a lot of pregnant postpartum women. So um, some diagnoses we might see um, include like urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, diastasis recti, or the abdominal wall separation. Um, we certainly see a lot of that. Pelvic pain um, is another diagnosis that we we frequently treat as well, um, but like constipation. And then even when we think of, um, again, even more on the orthopedic side, we do a lot of like return to fitness, return to running as well. So we actually just put out like a little um, Instagram, Facebook video too, for like some marketing, but also just kind of letting people know, like, this is also what pelvic floor PT looks like. So doing squats, doing functional movements, functional exercise, not just lying on a table doing Kegels, which isn't helpful for patients, right? So we definitely treat the whole body, um, again, with the focus being the pelvic floor, but it's been really awesome too, to be able to do that for patients. You know, they come in and they're like, oh, wait, you can actually work on this, this, and this too. Um, so we've been able to, again, work with our patients as a whole and really see them through their plan of care. And it's been, it's been great. Like Bree said, the, the women that we work with um, in this new kind of health and wellness center, it, they're just amazing. And we feel like we're a perfect fit. Yeah. Yay. And that's so good, right? Like there's always like, at least for me, in my experience, like there can be different feelings and different like worries and fears about like working with anybody besides yourself, whether it's a business partner, or literally the carbon copy of you, (laughs) you know, like, let alone like another business. And um, I know that's something that we wanted to touch on tonight. And here is really like, you guys have experience of working together as a team. And then you've also had a lot of experience working with other providers. And so I'd love to go into that. Um, If you guys want to dive into that. Yeah, sure. Do you want to start working as a team? Yeah, working as a team. Yeah. So um, of course, like as I'm sure people probably can tell, but we're (laughs) identical twins. Um, So we, you know, we definitely have um, some fun, like a fun dynamic. And I, you know, um at times it could be it can you know test our our relationship i guess um we haven't really i i don't think we've talked to really anybody thus far like business owners that have done like a partnership it's Mm -hmm. it's been i'm yeah i think it's always been um just like solo you know um so yeah it's been fun but again we have to like we each have our our own strengths and weaknesses and i think that for the most part, you know, we complement each other very well. Um, we just had to learn, I guess, um, you know, what is Alyssa better at than and, and that right. I don't really want to do or vice versa. So yeah. um, it's been taking us like a little bit of time to kind of get that down. But um, it's it's really funny when patients, they, <laughs> they tell us, it. they're like, oh, my God, someone's else, one of your patients uh, yeah. the other day was like, oh, my God, I'm just like so happy that there's two of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so like, it's really fun. Um, but we're just so similar in, in 
personality and just right. our treatment philosophy. Um, so, it, I mean, it is easy working with you, especially in like the clinician side of things, because we just get each other, you right. know, and we're on the same page. Right. It's like, it's been like a really kind of smooth transition, you know, is just working together. Cause like, again, like I feel like, you know, in, in life we're kind of, you know, soulmates in that, yeah. in that yeah. regard, you know, like we just, we've always, of course, been very close, you know, as twins, we're, we're really best friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's been really cool to have that, you know, dynamic partnership where our patients really see like when we're together we're just this whole other level of <laughs> like insanity but yeah. like, in the just, like yeah pt like nerdy stuff yeah but, like they love it and um it's just like really cool to like go to work with brie every day yeah. um you know and it's fun but definitely challenging you know again at times like we, you know we spend a lot of time together anyway so then when you when you now have a business um, that you're running together as well, you know, certainly it can it can be challenging. But I think in a lot of ways, you know, we hold each other accountable, you know, we have to. Um, and I think it helps. Um, you know, sometimes I need a little push and sometimes Brie does as well. Um, and so we're able to, to do that. And, um, you know, it's been great. It's been fun. That's awesome. And I guess like, I want to ask about like, you know, what has been I know there's been like a lot of challenges, you know, not just with working with another person, but like overall, but since you know, since you guys started to now, what do you feel like has been the biggest challenge that you've overcome? Yeah, that's a I, tough one. I think that well, I don't want to speak for for you as well, but um, I think just when we first started was again really just um, betting on ourselves and and mm -hmm. not being so hesitant of uh, you know what if we fail you know and that's something that I saw on a lot of these um, you know like PT forums um, maybe even on like one of your like the Facebook group. Um, but when people ask, like, you know, what do you like regret about your business? And it was always like, I wish I'd started it sooner or, I know. you know, yeah. so um, when we first started talking and maybe even before um, our first um, conversation, it was something that I kept seeing over and over and over again was I wish I did this sooner. And then for me, I was just like so scared. Um, but I think that you helped us a lot with just gaining confidence and and to know that we can we can do this. And I think that it's a cool concept just knowing that, you know, um people think that they're safe and secure in their like nine to five jobs. Um, but for me, that's like that's not safe and secure, you know, the, the, especially with the, the pandemic happening. Um, and like when you can make your own money and, and market yourself, like that's such a good skill to have. Um, so I'm just happy that like, you know, you've given us the opportunity to, to, I guess, gain more confidence in ourselves. Mm -hmm. But like, I am so happy with all the things that like we've learned. Um, right. we would never learn this stuff as like regular clinicians, you know? Um, right. Like I just think about, you know, working in again, of course, like previous jobs and like kind of climbing the clinical ladder and that sort of stuff and getting into management things. And like, I've learned so much more and of course have been able to apply it so much better in a way that, you know, it's just like, it's, it's fun. It's rewarding. And again, like Bree said, the ability to have the skills to make money on your own. Like I definitely have not gotten that in any sort of previous, you know, um, job that I've had and now just working for ourselves, like to be able to do that is just really cool. Yeah. 
Like yeah. it really is. It's like oh, it's so were you saying that too? Like you're like once you once you realize that, you know, again, being able to utilize your skill set and make a career out of it on your own. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That was yeah. very that's just so valuable. But yeah, so that yeah, I would say that like my biggest fear or challenge was just like committing to like the process and just yeah. feeling like I, I don't know, feeling almost like I'm making the wrong decision, even though in my heart, like I knew it wasn't the wrong decision to like quit my job and start a business. But um, I guess that was that was the hardest thing for for me to do. And I know that was that was probably the hardest for me. Morgan, you know that I I definitely had struggles. And I think too, like just having, you know, that fear and like maybe insecurity around money has always Mm -hmm. been like a challenge for us and just kind of like how we grew up and that sort of thing and feeling like, oh my gosh, I finally, I I finally, you know, graduated from PT school and now I'm able to make decent money. Like, why would I, why would I just throw that away? But like, again, knowing in my heart that we wanted to do so much more, but just feeling that again, that insecurity and like fear of of the whole like financial piece of it. was just again things that I needed to get over from from my past and now like being able to just move on from that has been really helpful not only for our business but also for us personally yeah absolutely and like of course everybody has different childhoods and different experiences and um you know even like different I guess like ways of going through school as well and like coming out as a clinician um and I think it's interesting uh like what you guys were saying about the whole you know, like if you can learn sales and marketing and, you know, have yourself like a solid thing that you can sell, like you can just apply it to anything, you know, your entire life, like whether you continue as a therapy practice or, you know, you go off and do something completely different. Um, You can also teach it to other people and, you know, you can do like consulting for other businesses as well with this stuff. Like there's, it just, it opens so many doors. Um, And, you know, like what I think uh, Brie, you were saying about like this concept, right, of like a nine to five job being safe, quote unquote, um, versus learning how to do this stuff yourself and betting on yourself to make your own money. Like we can kind of understand right now that even though it's... I don't know, like, I don't want to say like, un- unstable, I guess, like to run your own business. And I wonder if it's, um, you know, like, we like think of it that way, because the whole responsibility is on you, you know, rather than like, you could show up and have like, a bad day in a clinic, a good day in the clinic, you'll still get paid. I just I guess what I'm trying to like bring together is this concept of, you know, like, you know, you're gonna learn how to make your own money, but still feeling like, tied to the nine to five job and like the fear of jumping. Um, So like with all of that, I think it's interesting to just kind of like juxtapose those two things. What advice would you guys have for for somebody who's like in that spot where they're like, logically, I get it. But also like, I'm really scared. I mean, I feel like my advice would probably be a little bit different than Alyssa, but I would say just do it. At this point, I would say just do it as well. Uh huh. Honestly, like, I I think for us, it was more of, again, like the, it was like, we were getting in our own ways. I know some people get nervous about doing something that is kind of against the norm too. you know, when people hear like, Oh, you're gonna quit your good job, whatever that means, you know, and start a business, like we didn't really like, 
I guess I felt like I didn't care about like what other people thought of what we were doing. It was just Mm -hmm. me personally, just overcoming my barriers to be able to get to that point. But I can, I can see too how like maybe some people are really worried about, you know, what other people around them are doing. And and if that's the case, and I would say certainly don't, don't worry about what other people are doing and and just do what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's something that I've learned too, just kind of along the journey is like, don't worry about other people. You know, we have, we we're kind of like, we are focused on what we need to focus on. And that's most important. Yeah. And I feel like that's true. Like I, I, I certainly had people that were, were, questioning my decision to to leave my job and and you know like friends and and you know people that I I have talked to you know told me oh no like it's not the right time why don't you wait and I'm like wait until when like (laughs) for things like again nothing will happen for you right you know so um I'm definitely happy that I just pulled the trigger and um again like I definitely understand like the financial piece and and we were certainly there um so I I know a lot of people kind of trans transition, you know, they might stay at their job and do part time or, you know, something like that. But um, I felt that, you know, kind of just going full steam ahead with the business um, was a good idea for me, at least, um, because it definitely got things going. And I, I recognized early on that when we were trying to work on our business a little bit um, in the, like the early stages, like you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and once I pulled that yeah. trigger and I made that decision, I was immediately um, a lot happier and I had time to dedicate to the business to, you know, to, to have it grow. And I think too, if I could add, you know, just us to like being a partnership, I was able to directly see like how happy, how much happier Brie was too, you know, and I knew like the spot that I was in and it wasn't a good spot. You know, I was really unhappy. I, you know, and that trickled into every part of my life. Um, and it wasn't a good thing. And so being able to see Brie happy and like just having so much more time to do the things she wanted to do or needed to do, taking care of herself personally, you know, like going to the gym, whatever it may be, um, that, that definitely like, it made me want that too, to be able to then take that step and, and also work full-time for our business. Yeah. When you see your soulmate so happy, you know, finally <laughs> after so long. I know. Um, like, what the heck? I this know. is like, this is horrible. I'm like, I can't <laughs> every day, you know, like every yeah. day. So this is maybe what I would tell people too. Like, if you feel that way, like you need to just stop because yeah. it's not worth it. You know, every day I was just, I was upset. I was angry yeah. at like not being able to like treat my patients the way I needed to treat them because of all of the the stuff that occurs in other clinics and just when you when you're so passionate about something and and it's just like they it just puts out your fire you know and then it makes you feel and I've had many discussions with Brie at the time too like I would rather do just about anything other than what I was doing at the time like any job opening it could have been anything (laughs) I know you're like looking you're you're looking at like bartending. Yeah, like, I'm, like gonna I'm gonna fly. go to a brewery. I, like, just... I was like, I'm just gonna work at a brewery. I'm gonna be a bartender. I'm gonna be yeah. this. I was like, because I can't this anymore. You know, like I can't be a beat past any longer because again, it's like wanting to do something that you love and then 
and then just not being able to showcase, you know, your ability to do so. And it was hard. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to be in that spot. Yeah. Right. You know, because you just, you spend your days, your nights, your weekends, whatever, like just miserable, like all yeah. the time, you know, and it makes it really hard to like concentrate on living your life and things that, you know, make you happy. Um, and I think this is funny. Like one thing that's kind of interesting is since I've been doing this series is of course, like the advice that every single person has, uh, you know, for anybody who's like thinking about doing this is just do it. Like, don't think about it, just do it. Like that's like advice number one. And I think like, I don't know, this is like not maybe advice, but uh, advice number two, you know, you guys are probably like one of a handful of people now that I'm just like realizing that I think like the other like golden piece of advice would probably be if you find yourself applying for other jobs outside of this like field, it is probably time your job, you know, because like that, that was the same thing I was doing like, um, way back when, you know, like when I had been working at my clinic for like two or three months in my very first job. And I was like, Oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. Um, you know, it was a horrible, but I was like, Hmm, okay, what else can I do? <laughs> like, besides being a physical therapist, and I was looking at like personal training and wellness coaching, and just like everything else, because I was just like, this can't be this can't be it. Like, what am I supposed to do for the next like 3040 years of my life? Are you joking? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of talked about that today, yeah, too, about and- how like, it was it's good for us, because like, I would have definitely felt like I was alone in the whole situation. Because it's like odd to me to think that like, I went to school, did like, we both like excelled. And like, yeah. we, you know, paid all this money to go to school. And like, we finally have this job. And then you're just like, so unhappy. And like, for yeah. us to be able to, you know, say, geez, this, this can't, this can't be the way it is. It, it helps because had I not had Brie, um, you know, I definitely would have been like, oh my gosh, like I made a mistake. I'm alone mm-hmm. in this. This is not right. Maybe I'm not a good PT. Maybe I'm not meant to do this. Like, I don't understand because too, we've also like, we saw and like witnessed kind of like other people. This yeah. is what we were kind of talking about this morning actually how talking to other co-workers from jobs in the past were like you guys are like okay with the way that this is (laughs) and like everybody was just kind of like yeah you know it's just the way it is yeah and I'm like and then you think like is it me like it it, like why am I not happy with the way that things are or like why do I feel like I have to go above and beyond all the time and you know like want to provide the best patient care and then other people are kind of just like eh, no you know clock clock out type of thing um so I'm glad that like we were able to like share our experiences because like we've always I feel like we've always felt that like we always wanted to do more than what we were doing like I don't think that we ever were meant to be in that nine to five typical outpatient clinic or you know whatever it may be like I don't we never were meant for that Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we realized that like really early yeah, on, definitely. um, and just like the fact that we both went to PT school, we always were like, okay, there has to be some reason why like we both like <laughs> like the things that we're doing, and we love our careers. Like there has to be some something something more, more to this than like you know us working at different places and just I, again maybe just not feeling as uh, fulfilled in our careers, you know. Um, 
So that's that's an interesting piece to this too. I yeah, I would agree. Like I think it it's interesting to see how yeah, like there are people who are like totally fine with thing being like as is. And I do want to point out that if that is you, you're probably not listening to this podcast or watching this video <laughs> but right. yeah. you know like if you know somebody like that if somebody is totally okay with things that's fine you know like that is neither here nor there it just it is what it is but I feel like there are kind of like different like archetypes I guess like there are people like us who are just like what the heck and <laughs> I remember also like I was spending time on the weekend looking into like, A, like how to start a business, but like, how can I make money other ways? Because I don't like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, you know? And so like, if that's you, also probably a good sign <laughs> that you should follow that. Um, you know, there are people who are just like, you know what? It is what it is. I don't care. Um, or there are like people who are, you know, like pursuing the traditional healthcare route because it, you know, like providing them the income that they need to do investing in whatever it is, or, you know, they're in some kind of like a uh, student loan repayment situation. Or I know one of my friends was also like, even though she was constantly stressed out she really wanted to further like her clinical knowledge um and so like our company for her to do like a bajillion courses and i guess like all all of that is to say that you know there's also nothing wrong with you if you're not like us like me and Alyssa and brie um i think like if that's you, again, you're probably not listening to this, but um, just know that there's other stuff out there too. You know, like it could be a business or it could just be other things like bartending. If you want to do that, go for it. Um, but yeah, like if you're finding yourself like looking into other careers or like, okay, now that I have time off, let me do something that I really like, you know maybe see if there's something that you to put yourself on a path to just like enjoy living your everyday life uh because that's important yeah I think even just that's for what us that's what we're doing now and it's been it's been like life-changing honestly like to be able to do things and have more time and like again if we do want to expand and learn new things whether it be business or not like we have the ability to to do that mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's interesting to you know finally like feel like we're at a spot where like we can do those things like I never would have thought that we would have the time to do the things we want like guilt-free too right you yeah. know like, being a lot of guilt of you know like taking away time from work or whatever it may be you know that was definitely tough you know not taking vacations not doing anything for ourselves because that's just what we did um, but now having so much more flexibility to really do the things we want to do and spend time with people that, you know, we want to spend time with. It's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know like a big thing for me now and like that um, my husband Kyle and I have been like talking about recently, he's um making the shift to PRN and also has some private clients. So fingers crossed he's going <laughs> to join the dark side. Um, but uh PTO like it's so hard for him to accumulate enough PTO where he can take time off you know and like having to uh he can either take Thanksgiving or Christmas off one or the other he can't have both and so like you know whether it's the holidays or just like you guys took time off for your birthday yeah. in July yeah. um you know being able to just say like oh yeah like totally like let's take a vacation you know next yeah. month and then you just do it you know right. yeah. 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 and I, I, I 
booked um I booked a flight uh for North Carolina in at the end of September and I just you know blocked it out out of our calendar so she knew that I was gonna be away. Um and it's again you just you don't have to ask anybody, you just yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, which is cool. And like another thing I had written down, um, you know, just kind of like pivoting here a smidge, uh, is you guys had written to emphasize the important sites of in business. And I think it's really interesting to, you know, maybe dive into that a little bit because we talked about kind of like the indecisiveness before you actually decide like, okay, we're doing this. And, mm -hmm. you know, now like we we're just talking about like, oh, you know, you just make decisions like when you're going right. to take time off or whatever. Yeah. So um, tell, tell us more about like your journey with being decisive. I think that you definitely helped us <laughs> with that the most. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if it's like our like type A personality and us just wanting things to be done a certain way. And, you know, no, us, I feel like we try to be perfect at certain things that we don't need to be. Yeah. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I don't know, we just, again, we strive for that, like, next level of, like, excellence in, like, everything that we do. <laughs> um, and we yeah. had to throw that out, out of the window. And, and that's something that we learned <laughs> from you was just, like, get things done versus trying to perfect everything. Um, yeah. And I remember like our first Facebook uh, live video <laughs> and like we thought we were like dying inside because it was so nerve wracking and stressful. <laughs> um, and then in, what I've realized too is that like our patients would probably much rather see us, you know, right. they want to see like how we are um, without trying to yeah. be perfect and, you know, um, so that was, yeah, that was fun and, and we're definitely better at those. So um, yeah, that was something that we definitely struggled with. Yeah. Definitely. But I think we're, we're definitely, we're definitely better now. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like being able to make those quick decisions. Cause again, like that's what we need to do. And it's better to make a decision and then like have to go back and like, we have to tweak things or whatever than like delaying. Cause delaying is, is again, inaction essentially. Like when you're just sitting there waiting for things to be done, they're not going to get done. So we learn like, all right, just do it. And then like, hopefully everything's done right the first time and we don't have to worry about it. But again, it, it, it is a time saver versus, again, we definitely, I think in the beginning, wasted a lot of, yeah. wasted a lot of time um, just wanting things to be as perfect as possible without realizing that, again, it wasn't, uh, we weren't spending our time where we needed to. Yeah. And I think like, you know, to kind of speak to the whole like type A like healthcare provider thing, like, I think there's a big difference between being professional and like, like having to have perfection with everything, you know, because like, that's something that's like drilled into our heads is to be professional with everything that we do, you know, but it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, like your patients aren't mm -hmm. expecting perfection, but like, they want to know that you're like, legitimate you know, <laughs> which as long yeah. as you have a license and you're like polite and present yourself well, um, you know, like it's going to be fine. Um, so like, I think, you know, like the decision-making thing. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention too, like with this, that I think is kind of like another juxtaposition to think about is, uh, you know, when it comes to patient care, that's our job is to be decisive, you know, like even though you might not know 100% whatever the diagnosis is, it's your job to decide what the patient needs to do next in order to figure out like what their plan of care is going to be. And, you know, like you were saying, Alyssa, you know, ideal world, it's perfect right from the get go, you know, but sometimes like we have to take the time in patient care to experiment with something to figure out, you know, if it's diagnosis A, 
you know, and things add up to that. Or, you know, if the treatment doesn't work, great. We know it's not diagnosis A. Now let's explore diagnosis B. Um, you know, and so like that decisiveness comes into play with your patient care and to be both like a good clinician and business owner, I guess, like that's kind of the the mentality that you have to have around it. No, that's, that's true. You know, and again, like we do that all day yeah. is again, is make decisions, decisions with our patients, like you said. So definitely a, a different way of thinking of it. Cause I, I did not, because again, like we do that all day long is make again decisions with our patients plan of care exercise progression whatever it is but then when it comes to or again in the beginning when it came to like our business it was like we lost all those skills I know and like I talk to my patients all the time and and I always say that like we're very intentional with like everything that we're doing mm-hmm. like we're intentional with our exercises like there's a method to everything that we give our patients and the way that we um, prescribe exercises, the way that we explain things. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the, f- the fact that we had such a hard time with that in the beginning, <laughs> business, um, it's just kind of funny now to think about it. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's also, it's kind of like a muscle that you build up too. you know, being able to make decision, everything, um, <laughs> you know, cause you realize you decide on something and, you know, you're using whatever information you have to try your best. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, typically it's not going to be an emergency. So, you know, you can always go back to it. (laughs) Um, And one thing that's kind of like a little bit out of left field, but I did want to just ask about because when it comes to um, you know, whether you want to call it like women's health, pelvic health, whatever, um, cash versus insurance, what has been your, you guys' experience with that? Um, you know, and how did it go maybe like more towards the beginning versus, uh, now? Um, well, I'll, I guess I'll speak to this a little bit more. So we are a hundred percent cash-based practice, um, for physical, uh, pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, I came from the insurance world with previous, a previous job. Um, and even when it comes to like public health, a lot of diagnose, diagnosis codes Mm -hmm. and just like, um, sessions, like they're very restrictive. So a lot of things, um, for pelvic health are not actually covered. Um, with certain insurances, which always was something that frustrated me again a lot in the insurance world, where you know I'm getting a patient that has incontinence, pelvic pain, constipation. They have a 10-year history of back pain. They have this, this, and this, and it's so complex. And then the insurance is like, okay, you get six visits. <laughs> this patient, right? And if you don't miraculously fix this patient in six visits then, oh, their next step is going to be having a bladder sling or, you know, like surgery. Um, and that was just very frustrating for me. Um, even certain uh, diagno- diagnosis codes don't get covered as well. Um, and everything is so restrictive, like pelvic floor physical therapy is so complex. And again, we treat outside of the pelvic floor as well. Everything, the pelvic floor works in a system with other things, right? It's not it doesn't work by itself, right? And I feel like a lot of the work that I guess I was doing in the insurance world was just not as much, like I didn't give as much to my patients as I should have if I was in, I guess, the environment to do so. Um, It's something that even the other day I was was working with a patient um, and she was having some incontinence issues with like running. 
And I'm like, okay, let's go outside and like watch you run. Right. In the insurance world, like nobody, insurance doesn't care about you getting back to running. We work with a lot of CrossFit, um, the huge CrossFit population as well. And it's like insurance company doesn't care that you can't do CrossFit, you know, without peeing your pants, you know? So like certain things that like, we just take our care to a different level um, that we aren't restricted by what insurance tells us we can and can't do which is like a huge help for us yeah absolutely well no i think just being couch based is like honestly like the way to go i think regardless of you know if we were doing pelvic health or anything else honestly just the level of care that we're able to give our patients is so it's just it it's night and day like we can't even i can't even compare it it's just like and again like i know that like i'm skillful and again like reset intentional with everything that i do with my patients but you can have a a great pt in a poor environment and it's still going to be difficult for them to carry that out that carry out that level of care because of again insurance because of you know time restraints because of double booking or triple booking or um, you know, tossing around a patient to multiple different mm-hmm. providers and expecting this great level of care. Those are all things that we don't have to worry about. And so just that in and of itself, I think is just, uh, you know, taking away a huge barrier for our patients. So definitely the ability to do cash based has been so much better for our patients. Yeah, and they get better faster as well. Um, you know, where I came from, we had just like a huge wait time. Um, so a lot of my patients, um, they had to wait, you know, more than a month to see me for their second session. Um, and you know, so either they, they're, you don't have contact right between your patients in that mm-hmm. time frame. You know, we, we want our patients to contact us. Mm-hmm. They contact us all the time, you know, cause we want to be yeah. their PT. Um, and I always say that as well as like, I want to be their PT. They, they can call us, text us. Um, it's just a different level of care and, you know, people don't have to wait as long. Um, you know, someone reached out to Alyssa yesterday, um, saying that she's been dealing with like some severe pelvic floor pain. Um, and we're going to be working with her what next week, you know, versus waiting eight months to, to be seen. So we're really trying to be more accessible as well. Like that's important to us because a lot of people don't even know what pelvic floor physical therapy is. Um, Mm -hmm. They still have those like, you know, um, I guess like they just think, oh yeah, like you're going to lay on the table, right. And just do Kegels or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Along those (laughs) lines, you know, so I think that there's a lot of, um, even a lot of providers don't really know what we do. And a lot of, I still get, you know, a lot of providers that think that we just do uh, Kegels with our patients. And, you know, um, so we're really trying to just expand upon our patients' knowledge and just like our community, but also providers. And, and you know, there's not many pelvic floor physical therapists in our area. And we're just trying mm-hmm. to, to spread the word. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think that, the way that you guys just put everything there, you know, like one, you sound so confident about it, which is so cool, you know, because like, think about like where you were this time last year, you know, you guys, I'm convinced I should, you know, pay pay to come see you guys, which I know I would anyway, because you guys know what you're doing. Um, You know, but like that, it's just like, it's so patient centered. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you can be on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence when it comes to being like cash or insurance based. But, you know, I completely agree with everything that you said and have
having like the my own experience with my own practice, it just it gives you a level of freedom and autonomy that, you know, despite having like direct access or whatever, that if you are, you know, held to like, whatever the insurance says is covered, it just, it's not like 100% like holistic care, I suppose. Um, you know, so this is so cool. You guys are doing yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. And our patients definitely oh, appreciate, yeah. like, like, again, like the holistic kind of care oh, yeah. that we offer because we're able to do so. Yeah. And it's been really great to be able to do that for our patients. Right. And, and I was just thinking, we we just were working with a patient. Um, She was awesome and, and we love her. Um, But she came in and, um, you know, three sessions and she has no prolapse symptoms. She's about to have what? surgery. Um, but not only other, and that, that was, I guess, the main, you know, thing that she was coming to us for. But then again, she was just like, wow, like I, I have chronic, like 15 year neck pain and back pain. And she was like, since I've seen you for just pelvic floor physical therapy, right? Which you wouldn't even think. She was like, I haven't had neck pain like at all from like working mm -hmm. on breathing and different exercises. And again, I, it just made me think that again, if I was in that insurance world, mm -hmm. they'd be like, what are you doing working on posture for, for her prolapse symptoms right. or, you know, like working on certain yeah. muscles. And I'm like, you know, cause they would just, they, they question, you know, why you do certain treatments. Um, but yeah, three visits and I'm like, wow. And, and we're, we always just say like, you know, we're just like, try to be the best people that we can be. And I think that our patients like yeah. see that, you know, we're just good people and we want to help um and that's like really what it comes down to i think and i you know our patients i think like working with us <laughs> yeah, yeah really absolutely and it's like it's nice to you know even as a like a patient myself it's nice to work with a provider that i feel like i can relate to as a person and like rather than it kind of being like like cold and like distant of a relationship um that's definitely always nice um and as we are like looking back and reflecting um you know over the past year what do you feel like are like a couple of things that have helped to lead you to like the success and place that you guys are at right now i think oh well, i was gonna say first and foremost yeah. just like working with you <laughs> you know and like having that like having great coaching and just honestly like you know finding where we needed some help and like we didn't really know all the time like again where to put our focus and our direction and also again accountability for us is always like a a big piece of it as well and just that was that that's been fantastic so like we we certainly thank you for you know again putting us where we're at because truthfully like if Brie too had never made the the phone mm. call to work with you, <laughs> you know yeah. um yeah. and and honestly I, I really do feel like it was a great fit you know for for both for both of us um that definitely that definitely helped we certainly would not be here with the business I don't think if it wasn't for you yeah you guys are gonna make me cry um, oh oh my gosh just like us being consistent too with like what we're yeah. doing um and then just having our communication be you know on point <laughs> that's what it needs yeah. to be um, <laughs> where you know sometimes I feel like we do have um some good moments of communication um you know and we've definitely just grown because I think honestly like we because we're so similar and we just communicate differently uh, I know we just communicate in a different way than, than most people um but I think we have to you know we, we just have to 
keep going and just being consistent with everything and just making sure that we're on the same page. Um, you know, and that's really been helping us. And especially in the past like month or two, um, you know, we're working on a lot of projects together and um, just like prioritizing things too, you know, just being organized. That's like what we definitely struggled with maybe in the beginning. Um, it's just like making sure that we have like our systems in place and then um, just again, being organized and, and us being on the same page with things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And like all of that stuff, it, you know, like one sounds really great. And of course, like it's really helpful, but it does take practice, you know, so like if you are just starting out, or honestly, even like if you've been in business for a decade, you know, like, please keep having patience with yourself with your communication and organization. um, Because it it just it's always a practice. Um, And so I guess, you know, as we're like, kind of wrapping up here, um, where, where do you guys see yourselves taking your practice? What's what's kind of like future, you know, we kind of talked about it too. like, you know, we, we certainly want to we're again in a a health and wellness center now, but certainly, you know, having our own specific brick and mortar, or even, you know, being a part of a a bigger team, too, is something that we've thought about as well, just because like, again, our patient, like the patient is like, number one. And so where we see especially with pelvic health, um, and I guess like women's health, there's a lot lacking, you know, there's a lot of services that really, you know, we aren't patients aren't getting in this area. Um, Mm -hmm. Even taking it a step further and having maybe even more of a health and wellness center ourselves with different practitioners and stuff would be really cool, you know, down the road as well. So just, again, whatever our patients need, um, you know, that's kind of where our focus is going Mm -hmm. to be. Yay. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I think if you guys open the, the, uh, brick and mortar for yourselves, I will fly to Massachusetts and come and look at it. I know. I think Vegas sounds more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys could come here to celebrate your brick and mortar in Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I think this was just like a really great discussion about everything, you know, that like you guys have learned, but like the three of us have kind of learned together over you know, the past, it feels like forever. Like we've just, we've known each other for decades at this point. Um, and I just, I think, you know, anybody listening to this, I really hope that, you know, you, you feel like you can move forward from here and take action and make decisions, uh, like no matter what happens, because either way, like you're going to find out either it was the right decision <laughs> or, you know, you learn something else and, and find a new path. Um, and, uh, Alyssa, Brie, again, thank you so much. And if anybody wants to, um, you know, like find you guys, reach out, um, what is the best place? So, so our, on our website is, is a good spot to find us. Um, so it's www.renewhealthllc.com. And then we also have a Facebook group as well. Um, and Instagram renew health um, underscore PT. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Is that good? We really appreciate it. You've done so much for us and we've been, you know, super happy and thankful that we had the opportunity to work with you. Gosh. Well, likewise, you guys, (laughs) this is so cute. Oh, (laughs) well, uh, thank 
you everybody who was able to come on and listen, catch the replay, check out the podcast. Um, I hope you got a lot out of this. And again, thank you to our special guests. And uh, I'll see you, listener, on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks, Morgan. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at